0: I always like to start my uh, introductions a little thing different from everybody else. You know, people come in with the uh, good morning, good afternoon, hello, how are you doing, good evening. I'm just saying, I'm here. Just pop right up and I'm on my podcast. This is my thing, what I'm doing. But I did want to let you know that um, this one is done starting at 424 AM on August 7th, so Friday. You're wondering why I'm up. Probably because you're up. You know, we actually, um, everybody got different hours. And I think sometimes the most creative times comes with people within the strangest hours of the night. And sometimes you just have to get up and just get into it. Been up ever since like two o'clock myself. Can't go back to sleep. So I decided to just go over here and, um, drop a recording and uh, see what it's going to work like tonight. But I still have my jazz music going. And I'm gonna to try to flip back and forth and talk about a lot of different things again. You know, my podcast, Kenneth T. Frazier, call it, what did you wanna call it? Kinology or whatever. I'm gonna keep changing the name until I make it fit. But I'm not trying to be anything other than just myself to express how I feel. You know a lot of things you know about me share with some people some of the things that I think about what's going on you know um one thing that motivated me to do this to, this morning when I've been thinking about uh, something that I saw on the internet you know we always see a lot of stuff on the internet but one of the things that I saw that uh, the former first lady Michelle Obama she's doing a podcast On Anchor and um, I Like her first segment when she was doing with her husband the former president Barack Obama Seemed like they were so relaxed. They had like a video I might have to figure out how to do the video too so that you guys can see me But maybe you don't want to but then again, I want to see what I look like on TV Long and short of the story um, From the parts that I saw you know people you know trying to come up with different ways to uh, be creative and to um, deal with um, the new changes in life. And some people thinking that, you know, they can't wait to get back the way that we were before, the, the normal. And I always say, you know, we gotta get to the, we gotta get used to the reality first because the reality is this, nothing is going back to like, What it used to be, and I don't even like to use the phrase the new normal, the new normal. But I guess that's one thing that some people are looking forward to. What is going to be new in our lives that's going to feel normal? I would say it's not going to feel like anything that you were experiencing before the first of this year, around uh, February and March when the COVID-19 came in, changed everything. And this is gonna be something that we're gonna to have to um, adjust to and adapt to. And one of the things that's, well, I keep saying one of the things, another one of the things is people are having a hard time adapting to change and getting used to what we're gonna to have to do to be able to um, have a little bit more um, of our freedoms of activities the way we used to, but it's not gonna be like that anyway. It's not gonna be like the freedom. The activities are not gonna be the same. Let's just face that. It's too much um, of a health risk. And, you know, listening to the scientists and the different things that keep evolving every day about this um, virus It's an ever-evolving thing that keeps changing, and we're going to have to keep adapting to survive. And back to the uh, podcast that uh, Michelle Obama, she did, um, she mentioned something about um, depression, and she said low-grade depression. Never thought of it. I never heard of it but then just doing a little research on it and finding out about it myself, um, it is, it's a real thing too. This uh, pandemic has put us in a situation where a lot of people are dealing with a low grade depression. A lot of people. Probably more dealing with a severe depression because they're trying to uh, rationalize uh, and having to hope that we can get back to the way we were. And it's hard for them to deal with it because it's not changing it, changing back the way they expected to. And like I said, this, this is not gonna change any other way than differently from what it was before the beginning of the year. I mean, we're, we're human, human beings and we get comfortable in our ways, the way that we do things. And then when all of a sudden we have like a drastic change or something, especially here in America, you know, with everybody with their rights and stuff like that, they're reluctant to the change. Uh, Senator Clyburn of the South Carolina, I mean, not Senator, Representative Clyburn of South Carolina said something on TV the other day. And it was uh, really profound. And I think some people probably need to realize this. He said, We in America, we're going to let our rights kill us. We will let our rights kill us if we don't understand that we're trying to say we don't, we have a right not to wear a mask. Yeah, you have a right not to wear a mask, but you don't have the right. To continue to be foolish. To cause harm to others. And yourself. So when the situation changes. Like it has changed already with the uh, pandemic. And. Now hell. It's like almost five or six months. You're not used to this right now? I know one thing that you should understand. is like. Every time that we try to go forward. We always go backwards. Because we get relaxed and think that we're going back to being normal that new normal take that phrase like you're saying it it's not like what it used to be when it was a more relaxed normal you got to be a little bit more vigilant they say about what's going on you got to understand that the changes are the virus is here and don't get into this hype of that it's just going to disappear no virus disappears it just goes into like hiding and i'm gonna use simple words and i'm not gonna use these um, big words that the um scientists use and i think that's a disservice also with the scientists you know trying to get the uh a lay person to understand what is the seriousness of it? I could have said severity. But that's another different word. But I'm just saying, if we, in the scientific world, understand that the majority of people in America are not that comprehensive in some of the language that they use. They talk about morbidities. What are your mobilities? I mean look it up morbidities I mean I don't even know what it means all I know is I can relate to it as being like morbid Mm -hmm. like difficulties problems or severe injuries or conditions that you may have I'm saying if you speaking to the American people talk about your morbidities people don't even know they have a morbidity they can have hypertension and don't even know that's a morbidity they can have diabetic they'd be a diabetic they don't know, that's a morbidity. They can have something like a uh, lupus or anything else like that. Just tell them to say, if you have a disease or some type of condition that you're dealing with, medically, that might, medically might be another different thing too. If you're dealing with something that's an issue that your doctor told you that you have to pay attention to, high blood pressure, diabetics, or you know, obesity, um, don't even use obesity. Just to say fat. You got too much damn fat on you. I'm just trying to be um, a little bit more uh, simple about it. So that people will understand. The scientists when they're talking on TV. They're talking more to impress each other with their vernacular. vernacular uh, that's another word too. I'm trying to use. Their verbiage. Their word choices. is what they use. To impress them people that they work with. I could have said colleagues, but the people that they work with. So you got to talk to everyday people in a very simple language. It's not anything to make them feel like they're um, less important, but don't try to impress us with the uh, language of the big words to make to, to make yourself feel better and try to var- uh, you know, validate to us that you, mo- you you are intelligent. We know you are intelligence. So if you're the doctor, you're the expert, you're on TV, apparently you got all those uh, scholastic awards and stuff, went through those challenges in education and the experience. We would take that. Your words do not impress me to tell me that you are. We will fact check you, we will go through your resume, we will look you up and we will determine whether we believe that you have those abilities and skills and knowledge and training to trust. But what I'm saying is this, to get the true information and the, to the people and to make them understand that what you know in your scientific world is true speak to them in a language that they understand i always say that you understood simple language before you got to your intellectual level and your conversation of your new and your developed words that you use in your your field when you're dealing with your colleagues so You are more adaptable to returning to the simple language so that you can get it across to the other people that are not at your level without actually making them feel um, less of who they are. But I think you're more condescending when you actually use all of the big words to try to impress them, to make them, um, you leave them out of the loop. Not really leave them out of the loop, You turn them off and then they don't listen to you so if you speak in the plain simple language and stuff i think that once we actually get to that point um people will start listening and following the instructions and understand how severe this is and what they have to do so that we can actually reach a point where we can actually get back to some type of um level of um feeling sane. Now I understand what the sciences are saying, you know, about the vaccine, the rush, the fear of the people because we're not understanding how could you get here so fast and then we still have uh, some knowledge of ourselves and the history that why would you push it on us so fast and stuff. You know, we're very reluctant to be the guinea pigs. And I keep saying we because I know I'm in part you know I'm part of that. And some people would say that when you hear the word we they say get defensive. Well I don't think that way. I'm not talking about you per se, but don't take it personally when I say we are us. I am including myself into the we are us. And if you don't think you are the we are us, so be it. But what I'm saying is The science is saying that even though when the vaccine is created, the distribution of the vaccine is gonna be a problem, even if people volunteer and say they're gonna take it. Because I heard something that was really, um, kind of like interesting to me. And that was, you know, they were talking about, like I said, even if the vaccine is like um, developed by the end of the year, you know, you still have to go through a trial period of like studying it to see how it affects people. Some people will get it. Some people would get a placebo. The placebo meaning that it's a fake drug. It's not a real drug. It's something that they tell them it is, but they make them believe and they do their studies to see how it affects people. Let the other people go out. They got the vaccine to see if they get infected and stuff. I mean, if you want to sign up for that, sign up for it. But this process doesn't happen overnight and when I say overnight just because they say they're gonna have a vaccine at the end of the year that doesn't mean that stop that doesn't mean that COVID-19 stopped killing stop affecting it, and stop you know doing things that doesn't mean that you stop wearing a mask that doesn't mean that you let your guard down. That means you still have to stay protective and to protect yourself and others until this thing, you know, ride that wave. We're still riding that wave. We're, we're at the beginning of that wave. We're not, we haven't even got to the top. Well, we can drop down in the middle of the wave and have that hawaii 50 looking wave y'all don't know what hawaii 5.0 is the tv show look at it and you'll see the wave when the water is like riding over your shoulder and you running underneath the wave and stuff trying to beat it to the other side and stuff but anyway let me just get off of that one so what i'm saying it's going to take a long time when they after they create the vaccine you're still going to have to ride this wave And you're still gonna have to do those things to protect yourself. You're gonna have to protect others. And we go back to the beginning of this whole thing. It's the simple things. The mask. The mask is a two-way thing. It protects others if you don't know you have the shit, the COVID-19, and are you shedding? And it gives you some type of protection. Notice I said some type of protection. I didn't say total protection of not being exposed to an abundance. Abundance, again, a big word, meaning a lot of the virus. We're still learning. When I say we, again, I include myself with you, we, the the scientists and everything. We are learning about this thing as they go on. The thing that the scientists learn each day is not gonna be the permanent. There gonna be some changes, there gonna be some adaption, and that's what we have to do, is we have to like follow, listen, adapt, bob, weed, dodge, whatever you call it. But you have to, first of all, pay attention to the people, that have the expertise in learning what this thing is doing. The thing is the virus. And we have to actually be the ones that actually follow those uh, guidelines so that we can actually get it under control. And I'll, you know, and you, you know what I say is, it's like, it's not going away. It's always going to be there. Life has changed. Well, let's not say life. The way of life has changed. So we need to get to the point where we realize the way of life has changed. So we have to do things differently. Man, you know, you talk about... Um, All the good times that you had out in the parks the fun the uh, concerts the uh, sporting events gathered up the bars the recreational the big family picnics and gatherings and stuff like that Um, right now they're no good they're no good that's all i gotta say but that's no good and then we go back to the uh, low-grade depression Okay, so once we figure out how to deal with the low-grade depression and stuff like that, we can actually cure ourselves of that. And I think the way that we can cure ourselves of the low-grade depression is, is accepting the reality of what the day changes are and start making the best of them. Again, I sit here like... Uh, 4 43 in the morning. I think I got on this thing like 20 minutes ago and I started rambling and ranting and stuff like that Because I wanted to say something And that's my new change I don't know where uh, Things are going for us. Economics for others And even myself I don't know where it's going but Things are going to change, you know, as far as that aspect, too. uh, The luxuries that we used to have in our financial situation, they're going to change. And the big institutions are going to have to understand that, too. And they're going to have to adapt. We all are going to have to scale back. I mean... As far as like the prices for things that you have to buy and the things that they're selling it for, prices, prices going to drop. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> when I say prices are going to drop and stuff like that, you talking about like when we were talking about rent control, mortgages, and interest rates and all those things, you know, for uh, the food and everything like that. People talk about, like say how it's skyrocketing and stuff like that. You know, that's price gouging in its best. But if people are not making that money and having those jobs and stuff, you, you know, they can't um, expect to thrive on any type of, um, of wealth. So they're going to have to cut back on the wealth that they get into. It's going to take a little time. Like I like said, the evolving process is this. Everything is going to roll back, I believe. I may not be here to see it get back to that level of the expenses decreasing, but I'm telling you, I see something happening right here. The things that have gotten outrageous in cost and the cost of living and the products that are being produced and how much they um, charge for them. Whatever that 1% on the other end, that wealth is gonna like dwindle, and I'm sure they're gonna be in shock that they losing it. But shit, they ain't gonna lose that much, you know, so much to make them a, you know, um, put in the dire situation that some of us are. I said, but you know what? If I lose it, you lose it too. So this whole wealth. Uh, divide and um, between the uh, different um, status of people it's always going to be there but everybody's going to roll back roll it back roll it back get used to it so I'm going to go ahead and call this a wrap tonight and just let this nice melody play out for you all